Uh, we're back with episode three with my A50 coaches. We finally came to you with a with a name for the podcast. It's called Tally Up the Points. Uh, points having a dual meaning. Ain't that right, Yomas? Yes, sir. All right, so it's Tally Up the Points, episode two with Coach Cozen. Say what's up. What's up, what's up? McCray. What's up, what's up? And Coach Yomas. What's going up? All right, we're going we gonna to dive right to this thing. First thing first, we're going to... Um, Hit you with uh, Guy being Lake Mary. Those guys took a uh, trip to where is Lake Mary? Uh, it's in Lake Mary, Florida. In Lake Mary, Florida. Uh, how was how was that game for you? Uh, it was pretty good. It's actually Altamont Springs, I believe it is. But uh, eight A school that we played. Uh, they they were big last year. Had a bunch of senior linemen. Uh, we got to the school. If you know anything about eight A school, they got about four thousand people. Uh, so they the linemen got bigger, even though they uh, had all seniors last year. So. Uh, it, it was a dog fight, man. We, you know, I, I had some other people talk to me on Twitter about my comments about the game. Uh, I wasn't uh, excited about how we ran the ball last week, but, um, you know, we, we we still came out with the win. Uh, it was a team win. You know, we, we had two weeks where we put up a bunch of points and, and the defense, you know, kind of, you know, they were lagging behind a little bit from what they were, I guess, or what people thought they would be based off last year and then this game, you know, we kind of lagged behind the defense really set the tone and had a great game. So it was a great experience for us. Glad to be back off the road. What was the result of that? Uh, you say the results. I know I know you won. 14, <laughs> yeah, it was 14 to 11. We actually took a safety to make sure they didn't get good field position. So that's why the score was kind of weird. And uh, we, we drove the ball good on them. We had some good drives, but you know, when you're playing down in Orlando away from home, refereeing can be different. I won't say it's bad, just, you know, refs, they ref different different parts of the state. They mm -hmm. really need to try to come together and get like referee clinics where they ref different parts of the state and, and just so everybody kind of understands. Have a uniform. I think it's gonna be called, yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Coast? Um, uh, yeah, we went down there. It's always a, you can tell they give a lot of effort. Um, Big AA school have a lot of big guys. I, I, I remember making a comment one of their tackles. He was like, group. But, um, <laughs> pretty, pretty big, pretty large fella. Had some true trunk legs and all that. But um, yeah, they, there's one of the team that's going to give great effort. They coach well. Um, I think we came out on defense. We had a good plan and we stuck to it. And our kids executed. So that, that was one thing that, that helped us out right there. So, so you, really, uh, you really just gave up one score, right? And y'all took the safety? Actually, we gave the offense gave the score. Oh, okay, okay. We had another snap um, mishap. I say that uh, we kind of we long snap. We was in the shot. And we was snapping like it was a punt, and uh, that so. was the only score we gave up. We gave them a short field, and they scored that one touchdown. Other than that, I mean, the defense was pretty flawless in my book. Did you ever figure out who was in charge of the snaps over there? Man, I, I hadn't yet, but I'm telling you, that guy, he's going to get fired when we fired. I'm going to put it on Ben James. He's the offensive line coach right here. Hey, there it is. There it is. We, uh, we meaning us at Lincoln, took on uh, Hudson. I'll uh, let Coach Yomans give you his uh, points uh, from that game. Uh, yeah, we took on Hudson, a, a 5A school out of uh, Pasco County, uh, just north of Tampa. Um a game uh, that we really we came out we kind of uh, expected what they would play like based off the film that we were able to get on them um, very explosive on our parts by our offense 
Uh, we put up a lot of points really fast. Um, defensively, uh, we didn't give up a first down until sometime late in the third quarter. Um, a good time for us to work on, you know, and do things that we needed to do to get better as a team. Um, as a defensive coach, it wasn't frustrating because, you know, you love to see your offense score, but we'd come off the field, you know, we'd meet on the sideline, try to make some adjustments or say we need to do. Next thing you know, we'd be yelling out for extra points because the offense was scoring in one or two plays max. And so uh, it kind of got, it got uh, out of hand kind of quickly. Um, final score, 75 to zero. Um, but uh, we, we forced uh, four turnovers defensively, uh, and that was good. And we, we played fast, and we got to the ball. The kids executed the defensive game plan the way they were supposed to. So uh, we did what we were supposed to do, and I was happy with the outcome. Uh, from my point of view, we, like Coach said, to piggyback on that, we scored um, uh, 75 points. We had um, 41 at the end of the first quarter, had a running clock in the second quarter. Uh, there were a lot of one and two play drives, had a punt return, return for a touchdown. Actually had two return for a touchdown, but one called back on uh, some, I would say, stupidity. But um, it is what it is when you when you, when you you get in that situation, the heat of the battle. Um, we, execution would look pretty good. We threw the ball around, uh, had some good yards after the catch, uh, ran it well. Uh, early in the game, didn't have very many carries because uh, fortunately, we scored fast. Uh, our top two backs had maybe six carries between them. Um, quarterback maybe had nine or ten attempts, and we just happened to hit on everything that we did early in the game. And those, um, I was really impressed with the second string guys. Well, they came in and played against their, you know, it was still their varsity, but they came in and the second string guys put up about 30 points themselves. Uh, the third running back had over 100 yards. Um, quarterback we, we we put in there his first varsity experience was didn't have an incompletion um who the crow didn't have an incompletion and threw for maybe about 40 to 50 yards mm-hmm. which was ended up being a good thing he had some good good guys some of those young guys on defense come in and execute so overall it was a, it was a good night it was a quick night even though we had a rain delay i think we were out of there by 9 15 ish yeah, with the rain delay with a long uh, lightning delay. lightning delay right <laughs> but um that was that both of us are two and oh um, on, no, three and up. Well, we're three and zero on the with field an with an asterisk. Two and zero, two and one in the books. Three and zero on the field. Uh, Gabby is three and zero. Let's move on to uh, this week's opponent. Uh, we're gonna start with Gabby first. They taking on uh, Leon Lions. Um, Leon is, you know, pretty much said they're a force to be reckoned with this year in the city. From what I hear, I don't, I didn't hear any adults say that. That's just hearsay from what I see on film and watching uh, highlights and whatnot. But what you guys think about that game coming up? Um, you know, they this on film. You know, they got two great sophomore defensive linemen uh, that that uh, have been causing some some havoc in the city, making some big plays. I think one of them had an interception return against Rickers, big athletic kid. Um, they got a quarterback, uh, I think he's a coach's son, Kevin uh, Walcolor, and he's a playmaker. Um, and then just Leon in general, I mean, I, I grew up a Leon line. My brother played there, and so I, I know that the, the community around Leon, they're really itching for it to get back to what it used to be. Because Leon used to be, you know, the Alabama, Tallahassee. Oh, okay. You know, they used to, 
they used to uh, run people out of the stadium at Leon. <laughs> so people looking forward to get back to that. Coach Jan actually is a graduate from Leon. Yeah, I did know that. And so, you know, he's got a lot of pride in what they're doing over there. So we're looking, you know, we're looking to get their best shot. And, you know, we know we, we don't fake about it. You know, we know we had a good season last year and people gunning for us. And what better way for Leon to try to get back on top than to try to knock us off, I guess. But uh, definitely, you know, even if they are listening, we, we definitely ready. AZ? Um, just with this game coming up, like you said, the quarterback, um, he got a pretty pretty good arm. I think he does some good stuff uh, in the past game. Um, then they're going to they, they kind of max protect a little bit there. And they want to pass that thing up. I don't see if they keep that the same with us. But, um, yeah, man, they're going to come out fighting. I think this is a game that they want to show that, you know, they – they're, they're back. Uh, so we, we got to make sure we come in and make sure we do our job. Nothing wrong with that. That's, that game is uh, Friday, Cox Stadium, correct? 7 o'clock, uh, Leon and Gabby. Um, now, I want to jump back into something you said a minute ago, and I kind of forgot to mention it. You were talking about Lake Mary. When those guys came out, you said they were big. Mm-hmm. For you two guys to say another team is big, that's an understatement. <laughs> they were huge. Oh, yeah. they, you know, know, if we, you guys say they big. We got some guys, because, you know, we got some players like our, um, our left tackle, Jordan Wiggins. He, he's been playing varsity since he was a ninth grader. He mm-hmm. kind of grew into his side. I mean, he's huge now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got some guys that were already big and got bigger. They, were, <laughs> they ain't got no guys that grew into it. They, they was big got the womb, I think. Yeah. Like 230 pound fullback. Wow. It might have been bigger than that, but I know he had to be at least 230. Man, I can remember back back home in Mississippi, and some of our better teams, our tackles were maybe like 180, 200 pounds. Mm. And we, we made it work. We yeah. had this thing called finesse blocking, yeah. <laughs> which was mainly just leveraging, out leverage your guy. That's and what, we, we went with it. That's we what they're teaching it. at all the big three in Florida right now. That's right. That's what everybody That's it. Because none of us have an O-line combined. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, we're going up the road to uh, Valdosta, Georgia, taking on, the, taking on the Lions Vikings and what they call the, what is it, Concrete? Concrete Jungle. The concrete Jungle. Uh, that city is tradition rich in football between uh, Lowndes and Valdosta, and uh, we're gonna get a, a, a we're gonna get their best punch because they're, they're pretty good. Uh, I think we're we're pretty good at the same time, and um, we're their homecoming. You know, we're we're their homecoming this week, so you know, what what better way than to go to Georgia and, and try to spoil somebody's homecoming? That would be that would be a great thing to do. Uh, defensively, they 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 play hard. They all run to the ball. They all athletic. They look strong on film. Uh, for us to, to come out victorious, we're gonna have to execute and execute at a high level. Um, we gotta have to put last week behind us and, and don't count on any of them points because we used them up. We ain't saving. <laughs> so hopefully we can get some more of those uh, those plays from last week to, to transfer over. We had a, had a decent week of practice. Uh, but I would say we had a good week of practice, other than the, the rain and lightning bumping in and out. But um, I think I think we'll be ready to go up there and kind of kind of do something against them, against them offensively. What's how you defense? Uh, line, well, first of all. Uh, excited, chance, excited at the chance to get to go up to Georgia, kind of like a, a border war, right. uh, Florida versus Georgia. Uh, been involved with a few games, uh, uh, Lincoln versus Valdosta High School. So this will be the first time, to my knowledge, that we're playing Lyons County High School. Um, just excited to get up there and in a great atmosphere um, with some folks in a community that, that loves football. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nines offensively, um, they are big, kind of like y'all just said with Lake Mary. They have some big tackles. Um, uh, very talented uh, running back, number six, who's very versatile. He can run the ball, of course, get downhill. He also lines up a little bit of everywhere. He'll line up in the slide and do some things in the passing game. Um, they, their quarterback um, seems to be pretty smart, number 14. And they also play a freshman uh, at quarterback, number five. Um, he came in last week, I believe, and, and was able to do some things for uh, Lyles in their running game, <clears throat> some of the zone read type stuff, and, and he could probably throw a little bit as well. They had a quarterback who started for him last year um, who unfortunately uh, ruptured his spleen hmm. in, the, in Georgia's uh, in their jamboree week. Um, talks to him coming back maybe this week or sometime soon but you know we just gotta uh, be prepared for everything and we got a good game plan in place so uh we should uh it should be a battle up there in Valdosta. definitely they um you know one thing i forgot to leave out was you know you kind of talked on their strengths offensively their strengths defensively are those outside linebackers those two guys go get it they go get it. They're all over the place. They hard nose. They tackle well. They can run. They can drop in coverage. They they are prototypical outside linebackers that kind of do you a little bit of everything. And if you're not paying attention or if you don't account for them, they'll sneak you off the edge on the blitz too. And both of them tackle uh, very very well. But um, that's our high school portion of the of the show. Uh, good luck to you guys against Leon this week. Uh, we're going to go up there and give up our best and represent the, the city and the state uh, in Georgia and hopefully bring a W back. Uh, going to play some some Lincoln Trojan football and, and get after them the way uh, we used to. When I say get after them, the first thing that came to my mind was John Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Before he left, he was at that, that, uh, with G-A-T-A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's G-A-T-A. This boy to changed it into a word. <laughs> Gator. <laughs> Gator, get after that. <laughs> but uh, that, that was fun having John do that and it was that group of kids will always be special to me because it was my first group of Lincoln kids and they were funny. We had a lot of good times. Um, jumping to the college portion of the show, we're going to start off with uh, Miami and Savannah State. Uh, Miami kind of had a Lincoln Trojan type of night. They were playing Savannah State, which is uh, Savannah State's 1AA. So that kind of uh, prediction, that score was expected. I think the last time they played Savannah, it was 70-0 or 73-0, something like that. But uh, uh, we got to see all four quarterbacks. Um, Coach, which which of the four were you more impressed with? Um, I, I don't know about impressed with, but I, I really think Nikosi needs to get his shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... I think Rosie, if he's mentally tough, like they say he is, and all that stuff, he's just not performing up to my standard. I'm a fan, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what practice look like and all, but I believe, like, I, I feel like he can come in for uh, for uh, Nicosia if Nicosia's not doing well. Right. But I will say about the game, just watching the clips that I saw, uh, they got to move Donaldson back inside the guard, man. Yep. He. I think he's a good kid. I think he plays with a high motor. He just doesn't have that ankle flexion you need to be a tackle. He, he getting ran by by Savannah State guys, and yeah. that just ain't gonna work in big games. Now we, um, I was again, I was most impressed with Nikosi, and um, I've been screaming for Nikosi most of the time, and he, you know. From word that I was getting on through different uh, message boards and whatnot, he didn't pick the offense up like he should have. Uh, who knows if that's true or not? But from what I saw against Savannah State, 
He looked you know, fairly athletic. And with us not having a great offensive line, that's the kind of guy you need back there, in my opinion, a guy that can move. Because yeah. you, you, can't, you can't stand there on one spot and let him just hit you. You're going to have uh, sacks. You're going to have strip sacks. You're going to rush the ball. You're going to overthrow. You're going to have turnovers. That's things we don't need. With the skill set of guys we got, we got, a, in my opinion, a great set of skill guys. Yeah. But just our whole line is not where it needs to be. I think it can get there. We got the pieces there, but the the, the parts of that old line that are going to be studs, they're young. Mm-hmm. And so I think when they, once they get sophomore, junior year, uh, uh, our old line be pretty good, but we look, we need somebody to step up and show and prove ASAP. And I still think we got a couple preseason. Well, that not preseason. That, I, that's disrespectful. <laughs> we got Toledo uh, next, and I think uh, another school that's not necessarily a big school before we go North Carolina, then Florida State. But I um, FIU. Oh, that's what it is. It's, it's Toledo FIU. And I tell you a little story. My my brother, my brother played with Charlie Ward, and when um mm-hmm. when Mark Rick was at Florida State, and um he told me about how they were about to bench Charlie Ward. And the reason the whole shotgun Charlie and the fast pace up tempo offense that they started to run, they just they said we're gonna give him one more shot and kind of let him do his thing. And you know, tomorrow was telling me that you know that that might not have happened. If they didn't just let him get out there and play. And mm-hmm. that's the same thing I think Coach Rick need to do in the coast. Just mm-hmm. let him get out there and. You know, he'll, he'll game him probably. Right. You know, but we'll see. We right. can't get no worse than throwing the ball over everybody's head like right. that. Doing. That first game, he had, I can remember Brevin, Brevin Knight being open. No, Brevin Jordan being open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Thomas being open. The two catches Jeff Thomas made were awesome, but they, they weren't necessary. He was <laughs> yeah. wide open. Yeah. He was wide open. A number of other guys were just running wide open and, and were not uh, being hit. Y'all got anything to say about the Miami game? Oh, Didn't really get a chance to see it. Uh, y'all don't speak too loud now. No. Them canes hear y'all. They <laughs> <laughs> the wrong thing now. No, I, yeah, I did see some stats. I saw Lorenzo Lingard, who I know from his high school days. Mm-hmm. Uh, he <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> he, uh, he ran pretty well in the game. I'm not sure. I'm sure he had a, a good amount of yards. And he had two touchdowns. Two I don't remember his yards. So I'm sure he was out there running hard as usual. Um, so it's good to see a young back getting out there doing his thing. AC? Uh, I didn't see much of the game. I just heard, you know, they, they took care of it and they did what they supposed to do. Yeah, they, they, they defended. They, I'm sure the fans had a great time at the first home game. Um, let's move on to, um, I'm going to let y'all pick. Who want to go first? Okay, we go Kentucky and, and UL. Uh, AC, what you got? Um, I just think uh, some growing pains. Uh, you know, heard some stuff coming out. What Wednesday, Thursday for the game? You know, we're gonna guarantee the streak, and I knew that was kind of, you know, as a coach and something you don't want to hear. But uh, yeah, we definitely gotta get tough up front on both sides of D line, O line, um, and I think at half, uh, Coach uh, Stoops, yeah, he said, I think we we playing out. We we're being more physical now, and he was right. Um, I think every time they ran the ball first down and it was first, it was second and six or second and five, most of the game. That's winning football right there. For, for offensive Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't win like that on defense. Yeah. Uh, if you're giving up four, at least four yards, I mean, it was on. I was like, yeah, we stopped. And then they get up as second and six. Like, dang, <laughs> too much on first down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the return of C.C. Jefferson and uh, Reese will help that. They were, um, has C.C. played at all? Uh, no, no, he had uh, he was suspended the first game and then they said an injury the second. Uh, okay. He's still coming back from a torn. That, that's just good, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's gonna be playing some of that, uh, like that buck position and that uh, DM. But he, he's he's known to make some disruptive plays up front. Um, and then our secondary, uh, we we took some losses. We lost another uh, corner, and um, that Marco Wilson he tore his ACL. So my man, my my my. My up newcomer is uh, Trey Dean, and I think he gonna he gonna show some of the long, lean corner mm-hmm. by six three. Mm. Uh, he can Ooh. play. He can play. Ooh. I think I think he gonna he gonna have some coming out party this year. He gonna get drafted just off being six three, playing yes. cool. Six three corner and can move. Former receiver? Or do you know? No, nah, he was an athlete in high school. I think mm. he was. It was one of those gonna move in safety. Of uh, I thought you know coming in with his frame. He was gonna be a safety, mm-hmm. but seeing him in the preseason, yeah, he can play some corner. He can definitely play corner. Y'all, y'all keep good DBs down there anyway, so oh, oh, it's just a little factor. I, I can give you that. You keep good DBs. Yeah, but we we got decimated. We we down uh we down two for the season, a safety and a star safety and solid corner. So man, we hopefully we we recruited some good ones. So next man up. Yeah, it's the next man up most definitely. Next man up. All right, let's go. I don't really have much about that game other than I saw a, a video driving home. Uh, somebody tagged me in it. It was that game and one of the Kentucky guard maybe. It looked kind of like it was buck sweet maybe. Mm-hmm. And a, and a, a safety or a corner just got in the guard's way and uh, that didn't end, that didn't and he, he didn't make the proper business decision. <laughs> let's let's just say he got rolled up. Mm-hmm. He got big one rolled up. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to uh, Florida State and, and Sanford. We'll let um, Coach Jones talk about that. Um, Florida State Sanford. Uh, I was in attendance at the game. Uh, definitely. Took longer than wanted it to, uh, about an hour and a half. Uh, weather delay, lightning delay. Um, came out with a W. Uh, not exactly what you want to see out of Florida State versus a, a FCS Sanford school. Um, but at the end of the day, a win is a win. Um, a lot of stuff to uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff needs to be looked at when it comes to Florida State. Uh, right now uh, in this season, uh, the offense is is struggling to run the ball. Uh, defense gave up 475 passing yards to uh, a good quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in the FCS. But at the end of the day, you know, Florida State, your FBS school, uh, shouldn't have been anything like that. So a lot of it needs to be a lot of uh, people looking in the mirror trying to figure out, you know, what to do to get it right. Like uh, we were talking about earlier with the offensive lines, it's, it's pretty bad right now up front. Uh, just not physically, it looks like they're not physically able to do what they need to do up front to uh, run the offense we're trying to run. Um, with DeAndre Francois, quarterback, I feel like he's doing a great job in the passing game. Um, no interceptions this past game, but uh, the zone, the read, the reading concepts. I don't think he's getting a good grasp of uh, what to read, and which would open up some other things in the offense. Um, you know, just listening to different reports, they say they're constantly working on that, and you know, looking at film is just a, a, a read away from from being something explosive. But and the there, you got to show me. I got to see it. Um, definitely. Disappointing season thus far. Everybody's one and one, but it just the way this one and one looks, it don't look like a, a good season coming ahead. But I'm a fan, so I'm gonna keep rocking with it. I wanna uh, 
talk about that. Uh, I saw the game. Every, obviously, it was a primetime game, so if you were at home, uh, most likely you were watching that game. But uh, you were talking about the reads for Francois, he, him being off. Not having an old line will make your reads be off. Oh, yeah. Instead of dropping back, looking at the corner or the flat defender or the safety or the linebacker, the quarterback dropping back looking to see what well, old line you right in your face. So, and then that, <laughs> you look at that first, then you got to look up to your read. It, it's kind of too late whether you're mm-hmm. playing against a big time college football or, or one of the better, uh, what is it, FBS schools? Mm-hmm. FCS. FCS. And I think they're one of the top 10 schools in that. So, yeah. if you look at that line first, then try to go to your reads, that time is. Time is gonna be over with quick, and then you're gonna you're gonna overthrow the ball. You're gonna have bad habits, but you gotta some kind of way. Even if they playing bad, you gotta trust that line. You got to, and and, and he's that, that that kid is battle tested. I remember two years ago, even though they beat Miami, he took a beating. He was taking a beating the game. He got hurt against Alabama. So so he's been taking a beating all three years. Old line play had I don't I can't speak on because I don't watch every Florida State game, but I don't think it's gotten. Better over the the years. I don't. I can't say what the problem is or, or what it is or whatnot. But I just know Francois has taken a beating at Florida State, and uh, I, I respect that kid for for his toughness and ability to, to, to stand in there. And he'll stand in there and take a lick too to to, to make a good throw. Um, what say you about the Florida State? Um, not even specifically with Florida State, but just the big three schools in Florida in general. That, you, you take out your your notepads. I'm gonna tell y'all this now. This, this is how we get it right right here. Cause I want to see good football in mm-hmm. in Nebraska, in uh, in Pittsburgh, and those places up north. They got homegrown talent too. We talk about our homegrown talent here in the state of Florida. We talk about our speed and stuff like that. You gotta cultivate offensive line. Yeah. You you can't you don't grow offensive line. Now they they got big bodies and that's their talent up north. They cultivate those kids. They make those kids do wrestling in the offseason mm-hmm. and all those different things. Here in Florida, to me, I feel like a lot of schools in the state of Florida, a lot of high schools, they just kind of make it by on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they'll use guys that aren't offensive line size or you know, they'll just use what they can to get in people's weight. Right. Instead of us actually being patient and cultivating line play mm-hmm. in the state of Florida, I think And emphasizing line yeah, play. Yeah, and then we can start recruiting here because most of the time you talk to any big-time college coach in the state of Florida, they're not even looking for linemen in Florida. Mm-hmm. They may get one or two or they go to IMG and get some of those guys, but we got to be able to cultivate because we got some big bodies, mm-hmm. some guys that are athletes and got size, but you got to have technique to play off of the line. You right. can't just go out there and think right. it's going to happen. It don't happen right. like that. And, and what I mentioned earlier about having those light linemen back home, mm-hmm. they were technique sound. Yes. yes. I said for this line, but that was, that, was, that was being funny. Yeah. But they were technique sound. They knew where to get their hands. They knew where to get their head. Mm-hmm. And they knew on if we were running away or doing something, if we were like running sweeps away, they knew they simply just would cut that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they knew how to. The good, the, the good thing about having smaller linemen is when they got the pool, they get there fast. Yes. They get there fast, and your, your, your running back doesn't have to be as patient mm-hmm. as he would be with a, a bigger, a slower type type guard or tackle or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you definitely on, on cultivating linemen in the state because um, the line play out of the big three is is putrid. is a great word. Putrid is a great word. And I got, I got a, a, a former player of mine from Columbus that plays with UCF. Okay. And he, he he be cracking jokes with me on Twitter, and I said he said something about being the best school, and I I gave him the eye emoji. He was like, I knew you was gonna comment. But nobody <laughs> did. <laughs> but you got something about uh, Florida State, Sample? Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I feel like, like they said, you know, the LeBron pains, I think maybe it's a play away from that thing, maybe busting. I, I was blacked out, so I wasn't able to see the uh, the game. They had it blacked out on my TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I guess locally it was blacked out. But um, I wasn't able to see the game, but I heard, you know, got some local local kid, uh, Darius Harvey, played uh, secondary for yeah. Sanford. So it's good. Do pretty good. He had uh he had the breakup on uh Keith Gavin had a big a big drop. Uh, it got broken. The one in the end zone? No. Um it was Florida State's first drive and it was third and probably twelve and they hit him across the middle for about a seven it would have been a seventeen yard game and then they hurried to the line and then they replayed it and it was incomplete and Darius was able to get in there and mix his hands up in the, on the completion so or the incompletion so and the thing a lot of Florida State fans have to realize too is when you talk about lethal simplicity you talk about an up-tempo offense it's usually it is actually simple mm-hmm. if the other team figured out you got to physically beat people right. and we're trying to get a team that was seven and six to go out there and physically beat people. Right. And if they say it's going to be simple, when they stop it, we gonna, they're going to go back out there and keep doing simple because right. that's what they've been practicing. Right. The thing, the thing with that is, is you got to, and this goes back to, to my days when we were, like, we basically played basketball on grass. Your first down play had your first down plays have to be on point. Yes. But that says so you, you can't tempo without a good first down play. No. <laughs> it's it's impossible. Spirits. And what what would kill a tempo team? A stud nose go. Mm-hmm. A stud nose go. Awesome. Oh, uh, uh, you got to have three or four DBs that can play man. Mm-hmm. If you got if you got one or the other. You kill that, that, that lethal simplicity, any kind of fast-paced breed. I was listening to a, a radio show today, and it kind of made sense. Um, they were saying lethal simplicity is easy once you learn it. Yeah. So it's still a learning curve within it. I agree with that, too. <laughs> so you learn it's to do simple one once, you, once you get everything down. So not that it's, you know, you you go get open. It's, it's, it's nuances it's, to it that you need to learn. It's two games into a new system. So. Exactly. So. Yeah. Two games into a new system. And he opened up with a, a pretty darn good defense. Yeah. Pretty darn good defense of mine that, that's going to have his kids, uh, Bud Foster, I think, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of talent his kids got defensively, they're going to be there. How can I say it for our listeners? They're, if they are Madden rated about 70 because they play for Bud Foster, they're going to be like 85 or 90 because of his schemes, if that makes sense. Especially to the, the Madden players out there, you know what that is. When your, your coaching standard brings your team up. But um, let's do, do a little comparison. I didn't put it on there. Well, before we go to that, oh, go and I, you know, we said we were going to talk about it and we kind of skipped over it and maybe y'all forgot, but I'll go ahead and bring it back up. Since we're talking about the Florida State Sample game, the turnover. Oh, that's where I was going. Oh. <laughs> I didn't forget about that. No, definitely forget South about that. <laughs> what I was finna say was, let's get a little comparison <laughs> to this, uh, the turnover chain, which is now a blinged out Ibis, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Mm. That thing was, ooh, that thing was. That's a price tag. $98,000. Yeah, $98,000 for, for turnover. We're going to be on probation again. Yeah, I, I know. I know Nevin about that. I'm going to go ahead and tell a joke. I'm tell a joke just real quick before y'all get on the bag. Y'all should use that 98000 and get you 40 more yards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, 
Yeah. For those that don't know, those that don't know, that's a crack on our uh, what we got sixty yards IPL. IPL. That's that's fine though. You know, being in Miami ain't a lot of room, so you know we had to deal with what we got. He he got us on that. He did good, but uh. See, now I was going to try to take it easy. I should have queued up that Florida Explorer. Back, 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 back. What, what? Let's talk about this uh, this knockoff Gucci bag. What, what, what's, what's that? What's, what's the turn of a backpack? It's, the M- it's an MCM brand, whatever that is. I've, I've heard of it. Um, retails about $500. I did my research. Man, MCM was out when I was in high school. <laughs> and if they still selling MCM for $500, then they who going, paid $500? Coming back. They coming back. Well, it's coming back. I think, um, what's your boy? Not Steph Making Curry. Making cash money was MCM, I think. Not uh, not uh, Steph Curry. Uh, what's the other light-skinned guy for the Clay Warrior? Clay Thompson. I believe he's like a spokesperson for it right now. Um we know who not the spokesperson right now. <laughs> I would try to I would try to defend it and then y'all go on in. Uh, what, what's what's in that backpack? Well, what I think it's in the backpack is some old line. They just ain't came out. Pull them out. They just ain't came out yet. I'm gonna go with you know the reason they do it. They talking about securing the bag, um, defensively secure the bag, get turnovers. Um, I had an idea to try to make it a little bit better. You know, if you get a turnover run and. Put the ball in the bag. And that would have made sense. That would have made sense to me. But that would have made sense. Just putting on the bag and walking around. I don't know. What What I think they should have <laughs> They should have. You should have leaked some information about what was going. What it was. They probably you just show up on. on a, you just show up on the sideline with a backpack. What you like? You got snacks in that joint? What we have a Gatorade in that joint? What you got, coach? Yeah, see the Florida State fan. I, I got to teach y'all, man. Whatever these, these are college kids. Yeah. Most of them still like eighteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of them maybe seventeen. Listen, whatever your team does, whether it's corny or not, you got to ride with right. everybody. Need to go <laughs> with backpacks. So this is the thing. Now we got a feud between the players and the fans because the fans don't understand it, which they aren't because mm-hmm. most of the fans that don't care don't look like the people on the field playing. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to understand these teenagers. Why, why pick on them? Right. They having fun with it. They keep getting turnovers. Hey. I, hey, keep wearing the bag. But my, my only thing was it just showed up and it was... Not that you should necessarily leak what was going on. It just was awkward. Yeah. yeah. It was, and then the, the the person that had it on didn't he didn't look excited. He did. He's just walking around. <laughs> like, it was like it was like hey, making me wear this backpack. <laughs> and, and where is he? Like he was waiting on his mama to pick him up. His mama was late after school. Uh, he put he it had on. the parent pick up. Like, what happened was they put the bag on and they had no snacks. They had no after school. That's what he had. Oh, he was looking for a fruit roll up or something. Yeah, a juice box, freezer, <laughs> nothing, full of paper. But uh. but if they if they, they like you said, they need to just come together with it, mm-hmm. support it, and um, if they keep getting turnovers, the fans will jump they on the bandwagon. Bag now, what I do up. like when Miami got, I think Red Wine got the interception, and uh, he got the turnover chain on. He went and got the dry race board, and he was like, "Don't be a fan later." Mm-hmm. Which is, is, is monumental to the Fairweather fans out there. And I saw the same exact quote from from somebody on Florida State, too. Yeah. I don't know exactly who it was. Uh, the wording was almost exact. Devontae Taylor. It might be a, 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 a some words from a rap song, but mm-hmm. it definitely has great meaning. Don't but get if, fan if, later, don't if, come if, back. If your, if your alliance or allegiance, whichever way is the proper way to use that word, is to FSU or to Miami or to Florida, all, I, it's safe to say all three of us kind of down right now, right? 
If your or your allegiance is to alliances to one of those teams, stay with them. Mm-hmm. Don't be fair well. Don't be fickle. Don't be uh like Mark Whipple. Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I ain't down though. The Miami fan, I'm not down because we got. I, I, it may sound bad, but we got the best loss. So I, I still feel good about where we are. I'm okay with losing the LSU. I'm, you know. Yeah, especially if they, if they continue to win. But they got Auburn this week, so I think we got be the, good. We got the worst win. Ugh. The same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we got the worst win. Nah. Charleston did? Southern pretty much. But no, y'all, y'all did the Charleston Southern, which I was supposed to do the Charleston Southern. They barely won. Yeah, this was yeah. fourth quarter. I was with Kobe Owen at the game, and I, I couldn't look at him, but I felt bad. <laughs> I thought he was going to leave me at the stadium. I feel I, I feel bad how they was playing, man. I was like, you know, I ain't no Florida State fan, but I want my boy to enjoy the game. You know, I was there, and, and even when something he was about good, to go down there. When something good happened, I couldn't, I didn't have emotion. Mm-hmm. You uh, with no emotion? With like, I don't. I think we scored our first touchdown. And everybody, I was, uh, they gotta do it. We still down. <laughs> That's how I felt two years ago. Kick the field goal to beat Tennessee. Like, yeah, we won. We won the game, but. Uh, Must feel good about that. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what, what you call them ugly, ugly victories. Let's uh move on to to Fam U and uh and Troy. Uh, Fam U went up to to Troy. And uh, Troy, Alabama, and they, they took it on the chin. Troy is a uh, uh, up and I'm gonna say an up and coming, you know, mid. Would you call it mid major? Mid major school. They kind of one two in that conference every year. Uh, playing New Orleans Bowl all the time, which is I think the the kind of top award for 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 that conference. Um, but they, you know, their family was pretty much out man. But from the few highlights that I did see, they 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 made some plays. Just weren't able to cash in and, and get in the end zone, and you know they were pretty much outgunned. That was, uh, so to speak, in my mind, one of those money games. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the payday was on that. Um, just looking back in family history, playing Troy State or Troy, what they call it now, um, that was a game when Troy was FCS or one double A. That was a perennial playoff game. Mm-hmm. I know FAMU actually won those games in 1998 and 1999 against Troy State. Great was on that team. Uh, I Quinn saw Gray it was on a newspaper clip. In 98 and 99. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think back in, I want to say 96, um, we would go to Troy and it would be great games. I think Troy won back then. But that was a team that FAMU, FAMU fans thought we could uh, be competitive in, mm-hmm. at least competitive. But right now, Troy, uh, they moved up to... FBS, uh, probably six, seven, eight years ago now, mm-hmm. and um, they're able to recruit at a higher level and get, you know, a higher tier uh, player in. So, um, you know, kudos for family trying to go up there and making it like it used to be, but it's it's a little different now. So, I remember them being at Troy State too and mm-hmm. uh, coming to Alcorn mm-hmm. and playing, uh, you know, Alcorn and Alcorn would beat them and. And whatnot, but when you when you said that, I thought back to Troy coming one time, and they had a guy similar to uh, Shaquem Griffin. Mm. He had he had one one arm and like a he just didn't have a hand on on the other arm. Right. And that cat was making plays, man. <laughs> he was running around. Um, I mean, he dropped the interception, which was whatever. But just for a tackling, cat didn't miss no tackles, mm. and he, he was flying to the ball, being where he's supposed to be. So um, you know, Troy. And Troy State, they they got a, a nice history of football right there, especially being a mid-major, and they're constantly growing up under each different coach they get because their coaches kind of move on to to bigger jobs. Mm-hmm. Anything um, 
Florida State. I mean, sorry, FAMU. Well, I, I was going to say about FAMU. Like I said in the first episode, we had FAMU fans need to be excited. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the Troy game. You know, that's a, you know, that's something you're building towards. But the one thing I've heard from most FAMU fans is, like, in the past few years, they didn't understand what the team was trying to do. Mm -hmm. Like, they lose a lot of close games because they just didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. Like, what was they trying to accomplish? Um, just judging from the coaches they have now, I really think they got a plan. Yeah. They know what they want to do, and we got some former players, Ricky Hunt Rillis mm -hmm. and uh, Clintez Gallon, all those guys play at FAMU, and talking to them, they feel like we understand like the, the target and the goal. The concepts like, and all that. Well, yeah, what the coaches are trying to do here, mm -hmm. I really think it's going to And that, 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 that probably could be in the past probably wasn't told to the kids what what the what the big picture was. Mm -hmm. Maybe 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 the coaches are communicating that with the guys now, yep, and they you know they're saying, starting man. to buy into it. What um, let's go right on to our, our pick'em section of the, of the show. We're gonna stay with FAMU. We got um, Jackson State coming to town. A team I'm familiar with, JSU. Uh, JSU rocks the house. Now let's uh, I'm gonna cross my fingers and pray that they bring the boom. Please, 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 please Why? bring the boom. Please. Why? That's one of that's one of my favorite what? HBCU bands. Uh, Man, don't don't let them get up and play Rocks the House. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my see they got one up on y'all. They got one up on y'all. I ain't gonna discuss what that one up is, but me and my wife go back and forth about that one up all the time. <laughs> y'all got the hundred, which is probably the marching four hundred. But uh, Jay, you got a little something special. Dancers? No, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to talk about the game. <laughs> but uh, JSU coach is probably one of the greatest guys that I've met in the coaching profession. Uh, Tony Hughes, he coached at USM. He was the assistant head coach at Mississippi State. Um, he was uh, he coached at Ole Miss. I, I coached against his sons when he was at USM. They played at Oak Grove. Uh, Jay Hughes and I forget his other, other kid's name. Um, one of the greatest guys in the state of Mississippi. Actually, he actually coached at my high school for a year, um, way back when. You can't find a better coach, better than uh, and a better guy than Tony Hughes. He hasn't, you know, hasn't won. This is the second year there, I think, second or third year, and he hasn't won a lot of games. But I'm sure he's producing great men because that's the kind of man he is. Um, Alcorn's kind of running the, the the swag part of Mississippi right now, knowing we got Alcorn, Jackson State, and Valley State in, in Mississippi. Um, but as far as prediction for this game, I honestly don't know because I don't know what J-State has. I, I missed the first FAMU game, uh, being silly. Uh, won't miss this game, though. I'll be there some way to, to, to hopefully to tailgate and get out of there and we get out of our meetings and go enjoy myself, have a good Saturday. Uh, but what what y'all got about FAMU and JSU? Y'all done peeped them out. Um, of course, I, I went and saw FAMU play the first game, and then I was trying to do some research. I see uh, Jackson State, they want to play one game. They're 0-1. I think they probably played a money game mm -hmm. first. Southern Miss. They play Southern they play Miss. Southern Miss. Mm -hmm. All right, so this will be their second game uh, coming to town. So hopefully with FAMU having two games under their belt and able to work out whatever kinks they may have had coming to the season with a new coach, um, I'm going to go ahead and predict FAMU because, you know, that's me. I'm a FAMU man. But uh, I think FAMU is doing some good things. And like you said, like we said, the players are buying into what Coach Simmons is trying to do. And, uh, um, I mean... You gotta show me, so strike it up, Ralph. <laughs> strike it up. Go ahead, go. Well, uh, Coach Yeomans is the uh, 
He's uh, the the drum major. I'm back there with the tuba, so I'm rolling, I'm rolling with the Rattlers. I'm gonna go uh, 33 to three. I, I like the defense in the preseason. I think they're gonna do something big. I haven't seen Jackson State, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what they have. I know what the Rattlers gonna do. AC, uh, I don't know much about either. Um, I, I I saw a little bit of the family game, but it was more of the reserves mm-hmm. the first game, but um. I'm gonna go with family with this game. Uh, let's see. I, I think that they, they they're turning the corner with that program, and I think they they might come out with dub. Being around family for a while, and it's it's been some bad seasons, but I haven't seen family lose at home too many times. So it is a home game. And Since I've been here, and the games I've went to almost every home game, but I think I missed maybe two. And I've seen them with one loss in, in two years of going to games. And and that, that first year, they really didn't have a great record, but they didn't lose at home. Right. And last year, they were better. And I think this year, they're, they're you know, extremely better and more confident with, with, with their game plan. All right, let's bounce down to um, Florida State and Syracuse. Uh, I start off, I, I think Florida State's going to get it right. Uh, is this a this is a away game, right? Yeah. So we got to go to the Carrier Dome. I think... Uh, Florida State to get it right, and I look for, I normally a Cam Akers bandwagon guy, but I look for um, Patrick to, to, to kind of bruise these guys. To, to I don't think those guys want to tackle Patrick, and if he can get going, I think he'll have a big game, and uh, and I think I saw on the new depth, depth chart that, what's the guy from uh, Trinity Christian? DJ Matthews. And DJ Matthews is starting now, over over Noonan. Noonan Murray. Over Noonan Murray, and then DJ has lightning in his feet. From, from high school. I don't know how it translates to what he does uh, on that big scale of football, but from high school, that, that kid was... Uh, I'm glad he didn't play quarterback against us, let's put it like that. <laughs> but I'm gonna pick Florida State in this game. Um, let's say, lethal simplicity gets a little simple and a little lethal and go uh, 35-14. Um, what's, what's Saturday's date gonna be? The... 15. 15, yep. September 15, 2018. It's the make or break. <laughs> Florida State season for me. Um, it's, definitely, it's definitely very important that they, that Florida State does come out and, and, and has some success early. And I want to see them be able to play with a lead. Maybe the offense would be a little different, you know, relax a little bit. And then and them the not being at home may offer them not as much pressure um noontime game so it'll be early it'll be early everywhere but um hopefully they can come out and and, and get the offense going and, and start faster on defense and not give up an early score i know syracuse's offense is uh dynamic with uh, the quarterback dungeon they have and they have some pieces and they run an up-tempo offense mm-hmm. that they've been doing so I'm sure will present some uh, difficulties uh, for the Florida State defense, but um, just in hopes and, and knowing that this is a early in the season is a make or break game. I'm hoping Florida State will come out victorious. Um, I got Florida State scoring some points. Uh, I'm gonna go 38-24. Okay. Um, I, I, I uh, man, a lot of Florida State fans have said that, um, you know, there was some little things here and there that, that could have changed both of the games that they played, made them a better outcome, I guess. Um, 
I see it a little bit different because I'm a Miami fan. Um, there's a, some little things that could have happened that could have caused them to get blown out the right. way that they played. And um, one of the big things I've noticed is Noah's really fixed this offense, and that was at home. Mm -hmm. They go into the Carrier Dome. Uh, Syracuse has a, a very high-powered offense. I don't think that defense is that good, but playing at home, motivated to play against a team like Florida State, they're going to smell blood in the water. Um, you know, I, I, Willie's a great guy. Seemed like a great guy, at least. All the time I've met him, but I, this ain't personal, like Lee Corso say. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Syracuse 38 to 10. Okay. Okay. It's on you. Dang, I thought you were going for the state. I, I thought Trick. about it, but yeah, I got to go with what I saw. He dropped the spear and put the orange on. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> uh, this, might be, this might be a fan talking, but I'm... I'm uh, I know Florida. I know they can put up some points. Uh, I think Florida State defense has played pretty well, considering maybe a few plays here or there. Um, you know, they made. I think they gave up a couple big plays in the Sanford game, but you take those away, and it's a. I think it's a blowout, right? I mean, blowing away, blowing it out, blowing it out. But um, I, I didn't see the game. I'm looking at Syracuse point though. They've been putting up 59. They they play Western Michigan and. Uh, Wagner, which is a FCF what? team, <laughs> but they put up some Western Michigan. I know can put up some. Not about Wagner. I've never yeah. heard of that. <laughs> yeah, Wagner. That's a one. They play. They was South Dakota State. Wagner does. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, but uh, no, nah, that's a New York school. It's in uh, oh. it's in Manhattan, I think. Oh, that's Somewhere a bunch of hoopers then. Yeah, yeah, but um, they like they can put up some points, so we'll uh. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I know the punter from um, my time at Orange. He was our kicker, mm -hmm. and he does a pretty good job. Dustin Hoffert. I'm gonna go with Syracuse. I think. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know why. I, I think maybe that first game kind of got me shell shocked for picking Florida State again. <laughs> I picked them that first game. So I'll probably be wrong this time. But hey, uh, you never know. We all find out Sunday. That's right, why they. Uh, right. That's why they roll the ball out, cut the grass, line the field off. <laughs> Um, we got two Florida State, two for for um, Syracuse. So we, we'll see what happens there. Got a, this our first time not being in unison. So we have something <laughs> to talk about uh, next next go around. Next game is a uh, UM and Toledo. Um, I think it'll be another blowout. I think we'll get a better. I think we'll get to see two uh, or three quarterbacks. I, I definitely think we'll get to see Nikosi and, and Rozier since he you know he made sure we say his name right now Rozier. Uh, in this game, and I think this, I think this is a trial for both of them. Me personally, because I, I, don't, I think we'll win the game just off um, out athleting the people. Well, this, in this case, Toledo. Uh, I hate to say that, and make it sound like I'm, you know, doubting them, but I'm not. I just look at the body of work that our skill guys have. We got, in my opinion, a phenomenal set of skill guys. We don't have a, we're not very deep at corner, but our receivers and running backs and linebackers are, are, are in my opinion, phenomenal. Uh, D line is, is okay. O line is what's the word y'all use? Putrid. 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 <laughs> I got I got UM winning this game maybe like forty two to ten, and we getting a better glimpse of uh, who's going to be our quarterback going down the road. Uh, Miami traveling to Toledo. Yes. That's a weird weird feel to it, but not that I'm going to pick against Miami. Um, like I said, I think y'all at the end of the day y'all are out athlete Toledo. Um, I got y'all going away. Uh, 41 10 
<laughs> Missed a field goal? Yeah. <laughs> Missed an extra point. Um, I, I, I think, like you said, we, we got some great skill guys, I believe. Uh, to beat Miami, I think you're going to have to get in two tights and really try to pound it, keep the ball away from the offense. Uh, I don't know if uh, Toledo's going to be able to do that. I don't think anybody in that conference can do that to an ACC opponent. Hopefully, I'm, I'm right, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a little close. I, I think it's going to be 35-17. to 17. Uh, The defense probably gets a score to to, to really give us a buffer. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're clicking on all cylinders, but I, I think once we get the whole quarterback thing figured out, I think it'll it'll be better for the team as a whole. They just stick with somebody and go with it. Yeah, I hope we get it figured out, like, for real, if not this game, by the FIU game. So we need to go into ACC play with one guy, whether it be Rosier or Nicosa. I think we need to go into the – FIU and the North Carolina game with one guy, with AQB1, not a 1A and 1B. Go. Um, again, I got a, there's a couple players from Allwood that, again, that I coach. Uh, Didarallo Blue, uh, he plays nickel for them uh, in corner up there. Uh, they Toledo? Got some Florida, yeah, for Toledo. They got some Florida talent up there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, again, I think uh, Miami, you know, our athletes, um, and, uh, yeah, they're going to put them way up. And, and, and like you said, four by the Florida State game, they're going to be away. And um, that's a good time to get you. Is that a noon kickoff? Yeah, it probably? is. Yeah, it so is. they ain't got too much to think about. Eat breakfast, get ready to play. Get ready to play, right. Yep. And then get on back. Yep. Um, last game we got, um, that's 4-0 for Miami versus Toledo. It's UF Colorado. You're playing Colorado or Colorado State? Colorado State. State. Colorado State. Okay, going to Colorado State? Or are they coming to the swamp? Coming to the swamp. Coming to the swamp. So a home game for UF. What what time is that kickoff? Uh, I think it's going to be at 7. I want to say 7. I'm going to let you start off with what you, what you think. Oh, man. Shoot, this might be a game we need to watch for because uh, they just came off a win against Arkansas. They beat Arkansas last week, and they put up some points. So, man, we got to come to play. You know? 4 p.m. kickoff. There ain't going to be no, no cakewalk, you know, mm-hmm. If we play the way we've been playing, um, <laughs> because I mean, they're like, they're past is y'all, so y'all old line like, putrid too? Huh? Is y'all old line putrid also? I don't say they putrid. <laughs> they they a little bit a little bit better than putrid. Not not much better. Can't get no push. <laughs> but they they pass block pretty good except for uh, our guard uh, Fred David. Oh man, I don't know what he was doing. He he wasn't picking up blitz pretty well, so he probably see again this week. Um. But uh, I think what I saw out of Felipe, I think it's something I didn't see out of him last year was he got up, he got pretty upset during the game, and he was vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he, it, nobody, I, I understand no one likes getting hit. Right. But I think he was more upset with you know it was a, it was something simple. It wasn't like it was a you know a stun or anything. It was just a blitz by the linebacker. Uh, Lyman stepped the wrong way, but he was vocal about it. Now, if we have to pass a lot like we've been passing, no, nah, it's not. Super Fikes not that type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, we need the run game. We need the old line to get some push, and we need our, uh, and make some holes. Um, also, you know, I'm a fan speaking, but I don't think uh, we have our best running back as the number one guy. Um, I'm not really high on Scarlett. You know I know a lot of people say that. I got a point when you finish. I'm not really high on Scarlett, especially with what type of offense we run. I think he's very stiff, and he's more of a down. I think he's trying to change some things with his running style, mm-hmm. and I think that's affecting him. Um, I think uh, P. Ryan and even the guy from uh, the young guy from uh, 
Pierce from uh, what's it called? Uh, from, from Bainbridge. From Bainbridge. But then we got Malik Davis. I think he's the best running back. He should be the one. Because I think he can catch out the backfield. But we try to ease him back into a, you know, with his knee and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Colorado State game is not. They, they, I think they put up. They average about 500 yards a game. Put up some points. So we we gonna have to come play. Well, who you think winning? I have no idea. Yeah. I'm a fan speaking, but you know I haven't seen Colorado State. Uh-huh. But I think we come out with a victory. I'm not going to sit there. We should. We we are. We have more more money involved, more with, with, you know facilities, and what what we pay our coaches and recruiting wise, we should win. Mm-hmm. But if we play the way we've been playing, it's going to be tough to pull out a victory the rest of the season anyway. Gotcha. And you mentioned uh, your. Uh, you don't think the best running back is the is the running back that started, correct? Right. I I felt the same way last year about Mullen Staff. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a at Mississippi State. They had a Williams, and he did get over a thousand yards. And the guy I'm gonna speak on, I'm kind of mm-hmm. I'm extremely biased too because I coached him in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's the reigning SEC Player of the Week from uh, right now for putting up 200 plus, right at 200 yards uh, against uh, Kansas State. I think as a freshman. He was the best running back they had, and this was good. I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on him, but Kylan can do a bunch of things out of the backfield. He can yeah. catch the ball, right. play some receiver, uh, block him. And, I, and maybe he didn't play because he didn't pick up the block. And that right. could be could be right with a lot of young running backs. But uh, if that's the case, you know, I understand. But if he had the block and they just kind of played the knees because of pecking order, mm-hmm. you kind of limit yourself because that kid is special. Yeah. I, I, oh. I think with um, with that said, you know, a lot of people were talking about Scarlett coming back, and I was kind of happy he wasn't there last year. I, 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 I don't get me wrong. I think he's a good back. He's a tough runner, mm-hmm. but I think he he's a more down here and he's a fullback type mm-hmm. runner. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure he's that. You know, zone read. Mm-hmm. One cut and go. That don't fit everybody. Yeah, it doesn't fit everybody. And I'm not saying he's a bad tailback. Mm-hmm. I just think he's a little bit stiff for that. He yeah. runs a little bit upright, a little too stiff for that. Yeah. I see. That's why you get some backs that uh, come from zone type systems in, mm-hmm. in college, and, and they're not very good, but they get in the league and they shine. Yeah. Because it's down here running. Yeah. It's down here running. Coach, what you got on that? Uh, I'm gonna go with Florida, not because. You know, I, I I feel some kind of way about they're going to play much better than all of this. Uh, it seems like Colorado State was a heavy pass team. Uh, you come to the state of Florida, team from Colorado, you throw the ball too much, you, you're probably going to end up losing. Uh, one, you're going to be out of breath. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's going to be tough for them. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be close. I'm going to go like some ugly scores, 16 uh, Eight or something crazy <laughs> like that. That's what I'm gonna go with. If, if they got any common sense, they should be somewhere near Gainesville now, yeah. trying to adjust to the the altitude. Yeah, it's supposed to be high. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they got any common sense, and no disrespect to any coach, they they should be somewhere in this area right now, trying to get their their lungs accustomed to this this humidity and this heat. Yeah. Coach, what you got? Um, just looking at the line, where I had a chance to. Florida's favored by twenty and a half points. Um. But like Coach Colson said, uh, Colorado State, they did just come off of beating Arkansas, an SEC team. Mm-hmm. Um, should be a good game. I think, especially being a, a new coach in the SEC, or not in the SEC, new coach at Florida, mm-hmm. 
nobody wants to be embarrassed. I think Coach Mullen gonna come out and have the offense fired up and tuned up and ready to go and score some points. And the defense, I, I'm always a fan of the Florida, of Florida's defense. I'm sure they'll plug in some pieces and, and get their act together. So I got Florida, uh, what did I just say in my head? 34-14. Okay. Um, I think with Colorado State beating Arkansas, that's a different kind of animal as to UF. Because Arkansas just really won't just line it up and run it at you. Mm. And if you got any kind of decent interior, you can do that. But with Florida, you're going to have to, your skill guys going to have to come with it. Because, you know, uh, is Tony back? Uh, the receiver? Yeah. Yeah, he was bad last year. That's, you know, that's, that's the guy I don't think nobody on Colorado State can 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 deal with on top of whatever other backs you got or receivers. So they're not just going to line it up and run it at you. You're going to have to defend the, from deep and from side to side. But as Arkansas, you can kind of play that box and you worry about the play action every so often. But that, so that's a different type. It's an SEC school, but it's a different type of playing style. And I don't think Colorado State has the horses to, to run with an SEC school that kind of spread it out like that. Uh, so I'm going to pick uh, UF. Uh, and I, I'm going to be bold and say it's going away. Like like 42-12. Give that odd number like that. 42-12. <laughs> but um, that's our, our wrap-up for the week. We, uh, again... Gabby is 3 0. Um, they're traveling to, no, they're not traveling. They're staying in town facing Leon uh, Friday at, at Cox Stadium. Uh, Lincoln is traveling to Lounge, and we play at 8 p.m., not 7, 8 p.m. in Lounge at uh, playing the Lounge Vikings at the Concrete Jungle. Um, right off 75. Right off 75. This is uh, Tally Up the Points, is our, is our name if you didn't catch it coming in. Normally I close the show. But uh, I'm going to let Yeoman uh, close the show because this is democracy. Uh, no Hitlerism going on here. <laughs> hey, thank y'all for tuning in again this week. Uh, we got Coach Evans, Coach Colson, Coach McCray, what up, what up? myself, Brandon Yeoman. If y'all want to say your Twitter handles before we get off the air. Coach Evans 9. High five him. Coach McCray, APG. Be smooth 48. Once again, y'all have a lovely evening. Peace. Leave me out. Tally up the points. Make sure you remember it.